I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, you guys, and I'm so excited for our guest today. So we're going to be talking about how to date yourself, which I think is so incredibly important, especially as we have Valentine's Day next week. I don't know if you guys have any plans for the weekend or when you're celebrating Valentine's Day, but I know that this holiday can kind of be like, I don't know, not people's favorite. And for me... I'll just be honest. I think it's kind of like super hyped up. Um, I want love to be something that I practice all the time and really showering my partner as often as possible as well as showering myself with love and things that make me feel good. (laughs) But if Valentine's Day is a gentle reminder for us to do these things more often, then I'm all for that. Um, I really wanted to speak to somebody, though, that specializes in how to date yourself, and that is what I'm doing today when I am talking to the lovely Veronica Grant, who is a dating mindset coach, host of Date Yourself Radio, and creator of the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. She helps smart, savvy women attract the right relationship to them. On the surface, Veronica helps women enjoy the process of dating and meet higher quality men, but what she really does is teach women how to treat themselves the way they want to be treated. When she's not writing about herself in third person, you can find her indulging in probably too much HGTV, I'm right there with you girlfriend, planning her next adventure or spending quality time with her fiance and puppy. To learn more or to join the next free Date Yourself Challenge, you can head over to veronicagrant.com. I am so excited that we're talking about this today, this week of learning to date yourself because I'll tell you, you know, being in a relationship with a military guy who's gone a lot, um, I had to learn this skill kind of early on of learning how to take myself out on dates because Breck wasn't always home all the time (laughs) to to take me to a movie or take me to dinner. And one of my favorite things to do with clients when they are starting to build um, a new life for themselves, like either after a breakup or they have a new move, is to really take themselves out on the town. This is so important for just like personal connection, time with yourself, and it's a major confidence builder. So I'm super pumped to share Veronica's tools with you today. So let's get into this lovely conversation. And without further ado, here she is. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone, for another Transformational Thursday episode. I am so excited to be talking to Veronica Grant today because she is a dating mindset coach, and we are coming up on Valentine's Day where we are all deeply reminded of (laughs) if we have a relationship Mm -hmm. or not. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you, Veronica. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, yes. I cannot wait for our conversation. So where I would love to start is how you found your work. Oh, my gosh. So such a, um, a roundabout way that I got to where I am. And it honestly goes back to, 
I have always wanted to, I've always been interested in fitness and working out and all the time. And so honestly, I started out as a fitness instructor Mm -hmm. and I was teaching boxing and cardio and weight training and all that kind of stuff. And I was doing it on nights and weekends. And um, one day I just kind of had an epiphany and I was like, why don't I do what I love to do all the time rather than just on nights and weekends, which is helping people create healthy lives. And I really wanted to help the students who are coming to my class just with, with their lifestyle and not just with the, the fitness piece, you know, once a week or, or whatever. So I decided to go into life coaching and health coaching. And that's where I was for um, a few years. I was helping women um, just have better, um, I guess a healthier outlook on their body image and, um, a healthier way to look at food because I had, you know, my own story had been from years of counting calories and um, working out so, so that I could eat, you know, food or drink the wine that I wanted to drink. It was just a pretty unhealthy relationship I had. So I wanted to help other women who had that type of relationship with food and exercise and weight loss. Um, and so while I was in that business, um, what was really interesting is a lot of women, you know, you know, as a coach, I do like a clarity session, like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to accomplish? What would this allow you to do? And a lot of women were saying, well, I want to lose weight because I want to get back out dating, but I don't want to put myself out there when I feel like this or when I look like this. Mm. And it just kept coming up again and again and again. And I was working with a coach at the time and she was like, if you're seeing the breadcrumbs, follow the breadcrumbs. And I was like, I, these are, these are like slices of bread. Like these aren't just like breadcrumbs. <laughs> um, and, and also a side note, I, was always the go-to person for my friends when they had dating dating questions or like, what should I do about this? Or what do I say to that? Or um, I want to start online dating, but I don't know how to write a profile. Like I was always just my go-to person or that go-to person for my group of friends. And so I kind of put two and two together and I was like, I think I'm going to transition and be a dating coach. But from the perspective of personal development and um, having a, like a holistic, healthy outlook to your food and to your body and um, how you live your life day to day. So it's not so much like the nitty gritty of like, he says that you do this or whatever, but it's more of just like the, the, the bigger picture. Cause I think once you can get the big picture um, worked out, the little minutia of dating kind of falls into place. Yeah. I mean, I really, really love the concept of learning how to date yourself. Because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I feel like <clears throat> for like my journey, especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, and even working with clients, like the concept of taking myself out on a date without anybody else being there, like mm-hmm. <laughs> taking myself out to a fancy dinner, taking myself out to a movie, taking myself to the beach. Um, all of these things, like, I feel like we're so hardwired to believe that we can only do these things or we're only worthy of doing these things if we have somebody else doing them for us. Yeah. So I see it as like a really big power move for us to really treat ourselves the way we want somebody else to treat us. And I think, and I love that you kind of transition from this, this physical fitness realm into the dating because I can see a lot of uh, parallels there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, dating, dating yourself, it comes, it really comes on two levels. So in some way it's more of like the stereotypical things that you would want your partner to do for you. So take you out to to dinner or take you to a movie or um, buy flowers for you or write you a love note. Like those are, um, that's 
I don't want to say like surface level, but those are things that can just help you to start believing that you're, um, you're worthy of a loving partner and that you're worthy of, of love and you're worthy of the relationship that you want. And then um, I usually take dating, dating yourself a step further. And then also that's where we really do the inner work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so things that would be in that would be things like meditation or things like mm-hmm. um, journaling or mantras or affirmations or EFT tapping, um, anything that just helps you to um, connect with, with your own self. Because when you can you know, get into that space, and I'm sure you're well aware, then, then the clarity of what you want into your life and what you say yes to and what you say no to just becomes so much clearer. And mm. um, when you couple that with the more you know, the more stereotypical dating yourself thing, which, which breeds that confidence and you have the confidence to say, this is what I want. Oh, and this is what I don't want in my, in my life. Yeah. And I think like the other thing is too, cause I'm like, I'm really thinking back to when I was waiting, mm-hmm. I spent so much of my life waiting to do things mm-hmm. instead of taking yeah. the initiative to go and experience them for myself. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I hear in, in working with like people on their physical fitness first of like, I'm waiting to go and do these things until my body looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think women do that in other ways too. Like, well, I'm not going to do that because I don't have anybody to go and experience it with. Yeah. But you have you to go yeah. and experience it with. Right. Well, and, and the irony of that is, you know, if you, if you don't allow yourself to do something because you haven't you know, lost the weight or because you haven't gotten in the relationship yet, then it really just ends up being this self-perpetuating cycle of, you know, not reaching your goals or where you want to be because, you know, you feel um, you're not allowing yourself that pleasure uh, or that happiness of going on that trip or buying the house or getting a dog, Um, you know, things that you stereotypically do when you're in a relationship, but you can certainly do while you're um, single as well. But if you're not allowing yourself that happiness, then it completely has an effect, not just on your own, like your own energy, but the energy that you bring to dating and relationships. So, by, you know, not waiting on the weight or not waiting on the man or whatever it is that you're waiting on and you allow yourself to have these pleasures and these joys and to really create the life that you want, it's actually so much easier to just have a man or relationship um, fit right into that rather than the other way around. Mm, I love that. And I, I would imagine that it's a very attractive thing. Yes. Um, for when a woman is really like embodied and living a really amazing life. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting for somebody to come and, and do make her or ask her or invite yeah. her. Like she's, she's, you know, arriving on her own invitations to yeah. make that really light her up. Exactly. And, and that speaks to the, one of the biggest myths that are out there about dating, which is that um, successful women or independent women intimidate men or scare men off. Um, and while sure, I'm, there's plenty of cases where that's true, the, that type of person that you're scaring off because of, the beautiful life that you created was never going to be a good partner for you anyway. So it's kind of like you're doing yourself a favor by uh, weeding out the guys who probably aren't, um, you know, emotionally available in the way that, you know, you would want someone to be emotionally available or they're not able to connect with you in a way that you want to be connected with. So you're doing yourself a favor. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, I'm really curious because I I was reading a little bit on your website about helping women enjoy the process of dating. Mm, yeah. And I'm so curious to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Okay. So I think dating can be really fun and I get so many eye rolls. And so if any of your listeners are eye rolling, just hear me <laughs> out. 
Um, so it, it's all about how you approach dating. Um, if you approach dating where it's like, oh, I got to go on another date or oh, I got to see if this person will be a good fit for me, then yeah, I mean, dating is definitely not going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. And dating also stops being fun when it really becomes your second job. And that's something that I hear all the time from women like, oh, I just feel like dating is my second job. It's my part-time job. It's like I work and go, and then I go on dates. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that does sound really crappy. And it is really crappy, I think. Um, but what makes um, dating more fun is when it fits into um, all of the areas of your life that you want to be nurturing. So one thing that I do with my clients is I help them or I have them create um, the five to seven areas in their life that are most important. Um, so usually that's things like career and um, some something ar- around like health or body, then something around spirituality or um, um, personal growth. Sometimes it might be family, friends, all those things. And then you have a little slice in the pie for relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and then you literally, I, I literally do this with my clients. We get out the Google calendar and we sit down and create their ideal life. Like their ideal self-care calendar is what I, um, is what I call it. And you kind of piece together and it's, it's literally like putting a puzzle together. It's like, okay, well, you know, you have to be at work, you know, <laughs> this hour. So we'll like block out those hours. And then we have a lot of, you know, usually the mornings and the nights and the weekends. And then we look at, okay, so you can do like a big grocery shop and batch cook on Sunday and then do this on Thursday. Then Tuesday's that yoga class that you love. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday is a really good time for you to focus on your relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and so that can be a day that you reserve to go out on dates. It can be a day that you reserve to have a date with yourself. It can be um, an evening that you reserve to um, to browse OkCupid or Match or Tinder or whatever um, site that you're using. And it's not so much that it has to be Wednesday every single night because you're going on a date, you have another person scheduled to consider. And so there's some flexibility there, but it's just this idea of that dating is just a part of your life, but it's not your life and it's, or it's not the only thing other than your, your job or however you make money. And what this does is it, um, you know, a lot of, and I'm sure for, for people that, um, you know, for your clients and your community as well, you know, we're really busy and we have a lot of things going on and there's, and there's nothing worse than getting on, getting into a date within five to 10 minutes, you just kind of know like, oh, there's just no spark here, no chemistry, (laughs) right match. And then you get mad because, because that was like your one free night and, or like you just wasted your evening and you're exhausted Mm -hmm. and you haven't grocery shopped for the week or whatever. And, and so that, you know, that starts to make dating, you know, feel really, um, really gross. But if you only allow yourself or um, allow yourself to go on one or two dates a week, I, I say two dates is really max. Yeah. Unless you're like, actually dating one person and you're moving into that relationship space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but if you're, you know, you only have this one night, then you're going to be so much more selective of who you go out with. So mm-hmm. the quality of your dates are going to go up um, because of just that simple fact. Also, because you're nurturing all the other areas of your life, you're going to feel more energized. You're going to feel more happy. You're going to feel more excited. You're going to be able to bring more to the table. And so you're basically just making yourself a better date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally see that like having like a deeper sense of self. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's totally like, that's so wonderful to bring into a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, because the thing is, um, you know, on my Instagram account, I, I, you know, post a picture and then every other pic- picture is a quote. And so one of my quotes, which got like so many likes and, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that was I, I, I'm not, I'm going to not get the exact quote, but I basically said like, nobody wants to go on a date with someone who feels like they should be dating or who feels like dating is a job. 
a second job or, or whatever. And I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not um, dating anymore, but I certainly wouldn't, that wouldn't be a good energy for me to meet someone who's like, Oh, I just feel like I should be dating more or whatever. And so, you know, a guy is a human too. He's not like an alien or anything like that. Like he's just a human <laughs> and he probably feels the same way. Like it's less fun for him when the, the woman is showing up and just like, Oh, second job interview time, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I totally get it. Yeah. I was, I was just browsing your Instagram and it's, yeah, there's so much great stuff on there. You guys make sure you go and follow Veronica on Instagram after we get done with this interview. Oh, yeah. And I see, I want to hear more about date yourself radio too. Yeah. So uh, Date Yourself Radio is my podcast baby. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually about a year old now, which is um, super fun. And every there's I, I do two episodes a week. Um, the episode released on Monday is a super, super short Q&A. Um, so I just answer a question that either I get um, submitted from my website or, you know, I get a lot of email questions. So I just kind of add that to the queue or my Facebook group. So, or if you have a question, you can obviously submit it or email me. Um, and then I just answer it super short, five to sometimes I ramble. So 15 minutes, but I try to keep it short, <laughs> five to 10 minutes. Um, of a thoughtful answer with um, very distinct action steps to, to take. And then my Thursday episodes are a little bit longer. Um, they're anywhere from the 30 to 60 minutes, maybe a little more if um, you get really chatty. Um, yeah. And that's just with a, another coach or expert or um, just someone um, not necessarily even who's a another dating coach, but just someone who has an expertise in a field that can be really helpful for um, for dating. So, for example, one of my most popular episodes is with my friend um, Linda Ugalo, and she helps entrepreneurs feel more comfortable on camera and speaking. Mm-hmm. And I actually invited her onto the show to talk about how to feel more comfortable on a first date because it turns out the the tools and the skills are pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Love it. Um, so I try to draw in like people from different fields to um, to talk to share their with what they know and how it applies to to dating and relationships. I love it. I love it. So where I would love to wrap up today is talking about these three tips for creating joy in life, work and love, because these are just so, I I love every single one of them. I can't wait to dive in. So your first one is have lots of white space in your calendar. What does that mean to you? Uh, Not overscheduling myself. So I'm super type A and most of the people in my community, and I bet yours are probably similar, super type A and just feel like you always have to be doing something or be productive or, um, and you almost feel guilty relaxing or even if it's, um, you know, reading, I don't know. Um, so, but it, it creates a lot of stress and anxiety. And at the end of the day, it makes me um, not as an effective coach, but also um, it just wears on me and it makes me not as good a partner for my fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just has this all like encompassing negative effect. Um, and the other, um, reason why I think having lots of white space is good is because, um, a lot of times we fill the calendar to, um, avoid being alone or to avoid being, um, lonely, which aren't necessarily the same thing. Um, but we just, um, it just becomes a way to avoid our feelings or our emotions because if we're by ourselves, then it just brings up a lot of stuff. And a lot of times we just would rather that stuff stay in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but allowing that stuff to, to come up and having time to sit with it and to work through it um, can, it can really have amazing impact, but you need white space for that to happen. 
I'm so glad that you said that. I mean, I think being over obligated is like an epidemic mm-hmm. <laughs> in our culture and like being too busy and yeah. to take that time for yourself can sometimes feel like a very rebellious act. Yeah. But for me, I started looking and you know, this changed a lot recently because I have a child now. Oh, <laughs> and so my Thanks husband and I, no, we actually made like a, a mutual decision to have one night a week where he goes to a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And we both have white space and this is not nice. time that's obligated to one another. It's nice. I have my time. I can do whatever I want. He has his time. He can do whatever he wants. And if we want to do something together, then that's great. But we're not obligated to that. Because I, I feel like when we talk about creating a sense of freedom, if mm-hmm. we are over scheduling ourselves, there there isn't a lot of freedom or spontaneity in that. Yeah. And that's what I really started to notice like in my own life is being more mindful of how much I'm obligating myself to, first of all, but also taking just some time where nothing's on the books. Like yeah. it leaves yourself open for, you know, some adventure and some spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And there's so much freedom in that. And I yeah. think for a lot of us we feel really guilty taking mm-hmm. that time for ourselves of like, well, what are you going to do that night? Yeah. It, I, um, I, I love that. So I have a confession because yesterday I did, I took a guilty pleasure break, whatever you want to call it. But so I am also a private yoga teacher. And so I have morning, early morning clients. And my first client is 6.30 and my last client or 6.30 in the morning. My last client is at seven at night. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find myself just working through normal business hours, even though my day really started at 6.30 and then my last client ended at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took an hour yesterday to finish watching The Bachelor <laughs> nice. and I ate moose tracks while I was doing it. And like, I felt so rebellious. I was, <laughs> and, and it's like, it's not that I hadn't already been working probably more than eight hours because of my client sessions. Um, but I was just sitting there on the TV or watching the TV and I was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. And then I called my fiance and I'm like, you won't believe what I'm doing right now. Um, and he was like, good for you. You should do that more often. And so you just feel, you know, just, you feel so good. I don't know. I just felt so good after I did that, after I got over the the guilt or the craziness of, of that for me. <laughs> no, and I totally agree. Like, I think it's, you know, that's, I think that's a, a strong testament to your partner too, um, of, of being in a relationship with somebody who wants you to take that time for yourself to pour back into yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, there has been several occasions on my, my white space is always on Monday and mm-hmm. I get a little bit of afternoon, a little bit of evening. And sometimes I just go and hop in the bath at like three mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon. Nice. <laughs> like, you know, do, do a whole like little ritual in there, of like lighting candles and turning on music and like really have like a little spa time to myself. And it's like the first time that I did that, I was like, is this really allowed? Like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday? <laughs> but I really like being like kind of pushing against the grain. Yeah. And, facing the discomfort that it brings up for me because it's all about, well, you should be doing more in order to be enough, right? Mm -hmm. So fighting back against this definition of enoughness that our culture likes to promote that, you know, we have to be productive at all times of the day and giving yourself rest and relaxation and time for creativity and play and fun. Like that is just as important as all of the ass kicking that you're doing in the world. So Um, I'm really glad that's one of your tips. So your second one is create a morning routine you love. And oh, this one's so important. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I've been doing a morning routine for, let's see, I'd have to 
think back of almost four years, mm-hmm. um, like a, an intentional morning routine. We all have habits that we do every day, but a very intentional, mindful morning routine. And um, it sounds so cheesy and maybe cliche, but it really has changed my life. Um, and I'm not even sure that it matters what your morning routine is. I think as long as it's not something where you're zoning out. So probably like TV doesn't really count here or scrolling, mm-hmm. you know. Facebook or Instagram probably doesn't count here either. Um, but just doing something super intentional um, in the mornings has, it's, um, it's made me a better partner um, because if I feel like I don't get my morning routine in, then I just feel like I'm chasing the day and then I'm going to snap at Stevie um, or something like that. and makes me a better coach for my, for my clients and for my, um, for my uh, yoga students. And even, you know, for, if you're, if you're single and, and dating, it helps you to um, just not feel so rushed and feel so spazzed all the time. And so you can, I mean, that absolutely has an effect on how you show up on a, on a date. No one wants to, it's, it's really hard to connect with someone when you're just all over the place and your mind's here and then it's there and then it's here and you don't even know what's going on. Um, but if you just start the day, like it really sets a tone for your day, just have a very mindful, intentional day. Um, when you show up on a date, that just makes it so much more, it doesn't mean that there's definitely going to be a spark, but like there's definitely not going to be a spark if you're not present and if you're not you know, emotionally or mentally there on, on the date. But so you have to show up not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. Um, and when you do that, then you have the best chance to see, you know, it's, it's the most real, real chance, I guess, or not real chance to see if there would be a potential spark or connection with that person. Um, and it was really actually, and, and I don't want to just say a morning routine. I, I met Stevie, but I started doing this morning routine and that's when it really started to change my life and how I, um, approached my day and my, and my, um, this is really when my, um, life changed around how I was relating to perfectionism and wanting to like lose weight and, and count calories and all that stuff. And the morning routine helped me to release some of that stuff. And I think part of it was some of the things I was specifically doing in my morning routine. Um, but that was also the year that I met Stevie and that was almost four years ago at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think a, a morning routine is such a grounding practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it really puts your whole day into motion and yeah. it gives you the, the thing that I love most about the morning routine and, and my morning routine has drastically shifted since becoming a mom. And sure. that has been really difficult for me to yeah. <laughs> yeah. release I because I had, you know, my practice that had my tea and I had my journal and I had this time outside and that mm-hmm. doesn't, my morning doesn't look the same way that it did before. So what I'm noticing though, is that when you actually take the time to like intentionally pour into yourself, you're sending a message subconsciously that you are a priority. You are important enough to be taking this time for and to feed and to nourish. And this in turn, not only makes us better partners, but better people, better parents, better Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, I think that the morning routine, I can definitely tell a difference in the way I experience my day emotionally Mm -hmm. when I engage in it and when I don't. So if you don't have a morning routine, definitely like pull some things that other people are doing and try it out and see how it feels for you. I just, I like the practice of it. It's, it really is transformational. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, it can be anything, you know, I have my things that I do in the morning, but, and it might be really helpful for some people, but it might not like it, it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter what it is in my opinion. Like there's meditation, there's journaling, there's mantras, there's yoga, there's, 
um, EFT, there's, um, you know, all, I mean, there's like a bazillion things you can yeah. do. And I just, I, I don't even think it matters. I think that um, just picking, you know, like two or three things from the list, trying them out and seeing what really resonates um, with you. And also for the people who feel like they can't get up early, having a morning routine that you're really excited about helps you to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I, I was that person. And now I get up between 5.30 and 6 easy every day. I mean, I'm oh, still tired that. sometimes, but I go to bed too late. <laughs> and that's my fault. But um, my dad used to say, I was lucky if I was awake by the crack of noon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and now it's like, I... I get mad at myself if I oversleep now and by oversleep, I mean like sleeping until seven mm-hmm. um, because I don't get as long as the morning routine and, and, yeah. and it's like, it's fine. But like, if I can, I, I need at least 30 minutes to do my morning routine. Um, but if I can like wake up really early and even get like an hour and a half in and yeah. really like get into it, then, you know, that's just like super awesome. But um uh, so, but it, when I can get up early those days, I just get the, the longest morning routine and those are the best days. Yeah, no, I, I love not being rushed in the morning. Like that's been something that's really drastically changed <laughs> my yeah. life is not trying to rush around. Yeah. And then I just get worked up into a frenzy and, you know, I feel like I'm chasing the day, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I love that. So your third tip is, which I love, if it doesn't feel right, you're probably right. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So um, it's funny because I teach my um, my clients my group program. We have a module all about intuition, and I can't tell you how many people will say, "Oh, I, my intuition is spot on," except I just never listen to it. <laughs> and listening to it is half the battle, or it's only half the battle. And actually, acting on it is probably the steepest part of the battle, or the hardest mm-hmm. part of, of the battle. Um, but if you feel like he's not that into you, or if you feel like he's slipping away, or if you feel like he's not a good match, or if you feel like he's not going to treat you the way you want to be treated, if you feel like um, he's cheating on you, if you feel like, um, I mean, I could just go on, but mm-hmm. you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of not just self-awareness to be able to listen to that inner voice, but it also takes a lot of um self-trust and self-confidence to, to go with it. Um, because you know, hindsight's 2020 and like, yeah, we can, and we can just, you know, assume, assume that and that's fine. But you know, how cool would it be to be able to live our life having hindsight 2020, but in real time. And I really think that's possible if you not just listen to your gut, but trust your gut and go with it. Yeah, no, I love that. And you know, it brings to mind, uh, a relationship that I was in like right before, uh, it was the last guy I dated before I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And I kept on having these dreams that he was cheating on me. And I was like, there's no way he's cheating on me. And I was like, kept on fighting this. I'm like, and I would even ask him, I was like, I've been having these really intense dreams that you're cheating on me. And he's like, nothing's going on. And of course, like a couple weeks later, I find this text message from this girl. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So he was totally cheating on me. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew oh it. Oh my gosh. I wasn't willing to trust my intuition. And then of course there's been plenty of relationships where I'm like, this relationship just doesn't feel right. And I'm not, I know this isn't the person I'm supposed to be with, but you know, I was scared of leaving that relationship for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, you're so right. It's easy to say, you know, hindsight's 2020. We totally should have listened to that gut feeling. It's way harder to trust it in real time. But yeah. I think if we can challenge ourselves to really trust that inner knowing. Yeah. And, and it you, has a lot more wisdom for us. Yeah. <laughs> and you, 
you save so much time. You know, I, um, when this podcast airs, I think actually I'll have just aired an episode. Um, it's actually a solo episode where I give details on one of my relationships um, from grad school. And I was dating this guy that I was totally in love with. Like I thought we were going to get married, but it was just because of things on paper about him. It wasn't actually because of any genuine connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could feel him slipping away after month one. And I went on for five months in this agony um, of trying to chase him, trying to get him to love me the way I wanted him to love me. And I mean, oh my gosh, such, I mean, not only is it just exhausting and it's like literally my, my mood, I, I said my emotion du jour was based on how if he texted me or if he initiated mm-hmm. something or contact or whatever. Um, so I would either have really high highs or really low lows. So tons of emotional energy spent on him that I'll never get back, but also that time. I was in grad school. I was living abroad. Like I shouldn't have been tied up with this guy that I could feel was slipping away and that I knew wasn't interested in me and that I refused even to have the, the DTR, the define the relationship talk with, because I was pretty sure it wasn't going to go the way I wanted. So I chose the status quo. Um, and it, it, it cost me so much time. And I mean, it, and it's just, I mean, I don't, I try not to regret anything in my life because I think I ha- had to go through that in order to learn and grow and, you know, have the later relationships that I had eventually meeting Stevie. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just something that I try to um, really, really, without being too soapboxy, just like <laughs> help people just leave relationships that aren't going the, the way that you want to go, want them to go because, you know, we can get our energy back. You can lose all your money tomorrow and get it back the next day, but you can't get time back. There's yeah. nothing anyone can do to get that back for you. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. And I would say like on the flip side of that, like my mom would always say, you know, when you find the right person, you'll just know, like there's a knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> <That's> not true. <laughs> and then when I met my husband, I just, knew there was an intuitive quality about it that this was the guy that I needed to invest time and emotion in. So our intuition works in both ways. It knows when we're in the wrong space and it also knows when we're in the right space, but we have to tune into it and trust it, which is a whole nother process. So Veronica, this was awesome, girlfriend. I'm so glad you came on and talked about these tips for creating more joy in life, work, and love. And you shared about your work. I love what you're doing. And I love that you have this beautiful freebie of get 37 ways to date yourself to attract your ideal relationship. I'm going to put that down in the show notes. Everybody totally check that out. And is there anywhere else you want people to connect with you? Um, I mostly connect with my audience through Instagram, which I'm, I'm Veronica E. Grant, and then my podcast. So if you want more dating and relationship tips and advice, then you can head over there, search iTunes, Stitcher, possibly Google Play. I don't remember if I'm there or not. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, girlfriend. And for all of our listeners, we will talk again soon in a couple of days for another Motivational Monday. 